Ladies and gentlemen, young and old, boys and girls, welcome back to another segment of Next Generation Youth Ministry. I'm your host, Pastor Daquan McKnight, and wherever you may be listening to these messages and programs, whether it's on the Anchor app, the Radio Public app, the Podcast app, the Breaker app, the Spotify, whatever the case may be, thank you so very much for making this podcast program a very special part of your day. We are just two days away from celebrating Christmas, and I hope and pray that each and every single one of you have finished your Christmas shopping, that you got your tree up, you got the ornaments, the decoration, the lights, the goodies, and everything all prepped and ready to go. And if you haven't, that's okay. Tomorrow's the final deadline for everything. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are so grateful for your spirit. We are so grateful for all that you have done for us. Lord, we are so grateful that you are the God who goes before us, that you lead and guide. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for everything you have done for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the artist that paints Jesus on the canvas of life. Thank you, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened so that we may know what is the hope of our calling. And as we dive deep into your word, Lord, help us that we will study the word to show ourselves approved unto you and help us to rightly divide the word of truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we say, amen and amen. For the last several weeks, we have been touching the issue of Christmas, the importance of Christmas and what the meaning of Christmas is all about. And I made a reference to lights earlier, and I want us to talk about lights which represents the true light, Jesus Christ. And if you have your Bible available to you, let's look at Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. And whatever translation of the Bible you have, you can, read, you can follow along or read along with me. And I will be reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. It is written in God's holy word. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the later time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Or in other words, the light has shined upon them. In this passage of scripture, we read about a time in which the prophet Isaiah was ministering to the people of Israel and Judah who have walked away from God, walked away from the concepts of God, the precepts and the law of God. And to make matters worse, they have even rejected the very word of God being spoken through the mouths of the prophets, the spokesmen who spoke on behalf of the name of God. And during the time of Isaiah, the people of Israel were in darkness. They were experiencing turmoil, chaos, and trouble on every side. And Isaiah comes on the scene, anointed by the Spirit of the Lord to proclaim to the people, Listen, you've been in sin and darkness too long. It's time to get out and get into the light. It's time to realize a light is coming. A light will be shining within your heart and minds. God will send the true light to brighten your pathway. You see, throughout the Christmas season, the image of light has played an important key role. You see, holiday lights are important because they're displayed everywhere. They're displayed on houses, they're displayed in stores, malls, mailboxes, railings, you name it. 
and you might say to yourself, why is Christmas lights so important? Why do we put up so many lights? We have to remember, light is very important and it plays an important part of Christmas because it is associated with Jesus Christ. And whenever we see the lights of Christmas, it should remind our hearts and minds that they recall Christ, the light of the world. He is our true light. In fact, he was saying it himself in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. In fact, light existed in the very beginning of time. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, in which it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So God divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and the darkness night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. In fact, John goes even further than that. He says it in John chapter 1. And if you've never read the first chapter of John, I encourage you to read that chapter. It is a powerful, powerful chapter which describes the person of Christ, how he became the Word in flesh. Here's what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We have to remember the two differences between light and darkness. You see, when you read about darkness in the Bible, it always represents evil and sin. And we have to remember, too, that light, on the other hand, is the essence of whom God is. And we have to remember, too, darkness will never overcome God's light. I'll say that again. The darkness will never overcome God's light because he is the creator of all light. In fact, his life brought light to humankind. And in his light, we see ourselves as we really are, a person, sinful, broken, and full of guilt and shame and dirt who are in need of a savior. And it's time that we follow the light. It's time that we run towards the light. Some of you are saying, is that important? Yes, it is. Because when we follow him, we can avoid walking blindly and falling into sin. Now, why is the concept of Christ as the light of the world so important to the Christian faith? The reason for that is because he lights the path ahead of us so we, we can see how to live and he even removes the darkness from our lives. Let me ask you something. Has there ever been a time in your life in which you allowed the light of Christ to shine into your life? Let Christ guide your life and you will never need to stumble in darkness. In fact, it reminds me of a scripture in the book of Proverbs that deal with the issue of walking in the light and you will not stumble and fall. In Proverbs 4 and verse 18, or Proverbs 4, 8, I should say. I want to start in the beginning part. In Proverbs chapter 4, Solomon, the great author of that book, which is the book of wisdom, dealt with an issue and concept of taking heed to a father's wise instruction. Here's what he says in Proverbs 4, verse 10. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. 
I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not go in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know, or they do not know what they are doing unless they stumble. In that passage, in Proverbs 4, he's comparing wisdom to light. And he is saying is, if you walk on that path of wisdom, if you walk in that light, you won't stumble. Everything will go smooth. Let me ask you something. Has there ever been a time in your life in which someone tried to give you good counsel and good wisdom, trying to lead you in the right direction? Everybody has. Now, there are good wisdom and there's bad wisdom. And bad wisdom here in Proverbs 4 is contrast with darkness, in which he was saying, if you try to walk in the dark, you will stumble and fall because you do not know where you are going. Has there ever been a time in your life in which you have tried to walk in the dark, whether it's in your house and you're trying to stay as quiet as you can, you don't want to turn on the lights, fearing that you might awaken somebody? And sometimes we have bumped and ran into things and we may have uttered some things we shouldn't have said and had to have a come to Jesus meeting all over again. The point of the matter is, when you turn off the lights in the living room, for example, and you're trying to walk in the living room, you ain't going to see a thing. But if you have the lamp on or if you turn on enough lights in the living room, you will be able to see where you're going and not bump into anything and harm yourself. So it is with God's wisdom and counsel. If you walk in that way, you will walk straight, you will keep going, you will keep going, and you will not stumble and fall. Now, in regards to Christ as the light of the world, it also says in John 1, 8 and verse 9 that God sent a messenger a man named John who came to tell people about the light so that all might hear and believe. He himself was not the light, but he came to tell about the light. This was the real light, the light which comes into the world and shines on all people. We have to remember, Jesus is the true light. He helps us see our way to God and he shows us how to walk along that way. Always remember this key concept. Never point others to yourself but always point them to Christ because we are carriers of God's glory. Amen and amen. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus describes himself as the light of the world. Here's what he says. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I have no doubt that Jesus was probably standing in the part of the temple and there was a section in the temple where there were lamps and they were lit up so that people could see where they were going and I have no doubt that as Jesus was looking at the lamps that were probably lit in the court of the Gentiles where he was speaking from that he used that to say that about himself I am the true light of the world and did you know back in the Old Testament when God led the people of Israel out of Egypt he led them and guided them he was a pillar of fire by day and a pillar of cloud by night, which represents his presence, his protection, and guidance. 
But since Jesus is our true pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, he brings God's presence. He brings protection. And he is the one that brings guidance. Amen and amen. Light is a very important part of Christmas because light is associated with the person and work of Jesus Christ. And in conclusion of today's program, we need to ask ourselves the question, what are four key concepts or what are four important reasons why light is important? Because number one, light commends our attention. In which it says in Isaiah 9:2, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. To them who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. In other words, Jesus is the center of all human history. Second of all, light reveals our flaws. In John chapter 3, in verse 20, when Jesus spoke with Nicodemus about the concept of being born again, here's what he says to him in verse 20. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever do what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in obedience to God's will. So in other words, many people are repelled by the light of Jesus Christ because his perfection reveals our flaws. Not only does it commend our attention, and that it reveals our flaws, but also too, it overpowers our darkness. In John 12 in verse 46, Jesus made the same concept again when he is confronting the Pharisees. Before he goes to the cross, he says, I have come into the world as a light so that whoever believes in me may not remain living in the darkness. In other words, light ultimately wins and that the light of Christ overpowers the darkness of the world. And then lastly, light offers us direction. Light offers us direction. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, he is the light that shows us the way home. He is the light that shows us the way home. And I like that about our God. He's telling us, here's the path Here's the true, right, correct direction to get to your destination. There is a slogan by Motel 6 entitled, We'll Keep the Lights On For You. And that slogan has played an important role throughout all history and up till now. Because when people would be traveling on the road that night, when they need to find a place to stay, they would always see lights lit up at Motel 6, letting them know, hey, there's somewhere you can stay. Hey. There's someone that can take care of you and give you the essentials, provide you a nice bed, a nice meal, so you can rest and continue on your journey. In the same way with God the Father, He has left the light on just for us, and the light to lead us safely home to Christ, His Son. It doesn't matter what you have done, it doesn't matter where you have gone, it doesn't matter what you have got involved with, He is simply saying, it's time to come home to the Father's love. It's time to come home to the Father's light. It's time to rejoice. It's time to embrace a Father that cares and that loves you. Well, that concludes it for today's podcast. Please continue being updated as we continue to share these inspiring messages from God's holy word to you. This is Pastor McKnight saying we'll see you next time in the Lord. Bye-bye.